0: welcome back everybody it's another episode of touched by a horse i'm your co-host chris angel and i'm here with your host today carolyn fitzpatrick hello carolyn hello i'm so excited to talk to you we have some important things to talk about uh <laughs> which is what we do on this show we talk about important things right helping people
1: that's right, that's right.
0: Uh, so your your business is called The Horse Connection, and you are one of the authors of Touched by Horse, um, this third edition that came out, yes?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: And I'm so curious, like, it's been this has been a fun project because everybody's coming from sort of a different place, but they all have the same common thread of working with horses. And I'm curious, tell me what you do with horses and maybe who you help, and then we can kind of dive into some more stories.
1: Okay, well... Pretty much anyone that has a problem with communication, I'm your go-to person. Mm. Um, I work with couples. I work with people that are in corporate groups or in intact groups like 4-H groups, um, mm. church groups, that kind of thing. If they all know each other, that I'm, I'm considering that a group. It doesn't have to be corporate or big business. Got it. And I also work with communication between the horse and their owner.
0: Got it. So three different groups. Uh, that's amazing. That's, and, and the common thread in all of that you said was communication. <laughs> Can you give? I, I want to know, you have a lot of um, life experience in communication because for 20 plus years, almost 30 years now, you've been a mediator, yes?
1: That is correct. I've heard just about everything anybody could possibly tell me.
0: <laughs> and as much as our conversation today is not about your mediation business, it's about your horse, uh, the, uh, the horse connection business, uh, you can't ignore the life experience and the wisdom that's come from being in, in mediation for all those years. I would imagine that it's impacted sort of how you think about communication.
1: That's correct. And I mean, it really Right. And it has really led me to why I work so much with couples Mm -hmm. because behind the scenes, I hear what, where it started falling apart. And if they could have just reached out to someone earlier, often it can be saved. I'll say it that way. And then other times it's just, how do we transition into two separate households that still have a good relationship between them?
0: It's, uh, it's, it just seems like such a, um, it seems awesome. And sometimes maybe too good to be true or right. Like I think when, it, when you start to see the end of a relationship coming, it could be like, we just start planning for the worst or we, or there's a lot of fear that can happen, but the idea that the relationship may end or maybe it doesn't end and, and it doesn't have to be ugly is a really amazing thought. Is that the kind of, have you seen that with this, this type of work with the horses?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, the horses tap into what people feel deep down. I mean, they don't understand the words. I'm not like saying they understand what the people say in words, Mm -hmm. but they do understand the feelings. And when people are truly hurt or disappointed or anxious, the horses pick up on it so well. And that gives me the opportunity to ask them what's really coming up for you. And it gives the couples the opportunity to share things they've never even talked about before. I mean, they were scared to talk about it.
0: Mm, Wow, is it? Is it? Yeah, I get that big time. Um, I would imagine then that if it comes up in a session where with a horse, there is there something mm, grounding or peaceful by having the horse there. Like, does it, it somehow make it okay to share what's what they're afraid to share?
1: I wouldn't say that it does that exactly, but what people find out they do is they're talking to the horse, they forget I'm there.
0: Huh. I mean,
1: the horse Amazing. does provide the environment to invite them because it feels safer talking to the horse. Mm. It feels safer mm-hmm. being in their presence instead of just sitting with me across a table or on a phone talking about something that's that sensitive. And another big part of the couples coaching is we don't look at just today. There's so much that happened in their upbringing and their culture and their other relationships, how their parents raised them, that they never talked about or never even thought about. And that's kind of their hot buttons or why they aren't communicating well anymore.
0: Right, wow. So that's that's
1: brought to the forefront.
0: How did you get into this work? I mean, you have a, a successful mediation business. How did you decide to do this also?
1: I had enough pain myself Hmm. that I wanted to help others and that's really the bottom line. Hmm. I was in an abusive, emotionally and physically abusive relationship Hmm. for 15 years and I didn't have a voice. I lost it little by little. Um, I was put on a time clock if I went to visit my parents, my husband knew exactly how long I should take me to get there within five minutes of my arrival supposed time he's on the phone talking to my parents and then i'm in trouble if i wasn't there by that time and i mean i just stay nervous all the time all the time uh watching tracks in the driveway and coming in and saying who came today and i mean my mind's blown because i don't remember anybody coming today Mm. and just staying on end all the time and little by little you lose your voice and when you lose your voice then there's no communication to repair it really.
0: Right, and so you fa- did you find your own way back to your voice through, uh, through horses or how did you find your way back to your voice?
1: Well, I had my horses all along and that's where I would go and cry. That's mm. where I would go and hug them and mm. hide in a corner or whatever I had to do to just find some kind of balance to keep going day by day. Yeah. But I actually decided to get a divorce when my child was in the fourth grade because I saw that same pattern starting to happen with her. And I thought, how can she have a normal relationship ever if wow. she thinks this is normal? Wow. And as far as, you know, how did I get out of it? A lot of counseling, mm-hmm. divorce fees, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of hard feelings. And that's what I don't want everyone to have to go through. Right. With all the excitement that all of us seem to have when we fall in love, now multiply that times ten when you find out it's not working.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: it's that much pain. It's just anxiety, fear. It's all there.
0: Yeah. I, yes, big time. And I, this is why this type of work is so powerful. Um, you know, I'm I'm only learning about it because because I'm I'm having this opportunity to interview all of you who wrote the Touched by a Horse book. Um, but ha, but what I'm noticing in the pattern of the of the stories is this the the power of transformation or, and even how quickly the transformation can happen in, in this type of therapy with horses, um, that's big stuff. Like You're talking about um, the psychological uh, trauma that comes with abusive relationships um, and just the not having a voice. It's powerful to get through that that way. So h- how do your sessions work when people work with you, uh, whether it's couples or, or people in organizations, how, like, how does it work?
1: Well, typically I see I'll do a one and a half day retreat, organizations or groups, mm-hmm. and they might do that once a year, every other year. Um, they get a ton out of it because they figure out within the retreat and working with the horses. So it's kind of like a fun day as well.
0: Yeah, they figure like out how
1: to interact, how to interact better within that culture. Mm. And with the couples, I would say the average is probably three sessions. Mm-hmm um but three sessions is almost nothing when you think about it It took me a year and a half going to a counselor right. twice a week to figure out who it was anymore
0: right right three set and your sessions for couples are what like an hour or a couple hours
1: normally about two hours i uh-huh. schedule them either morning or afternoon and i never do but one in the morning and one in the afternoon yeah um i don't watch a clock i just yeah. go but when when it's time to stop, we stop. Mm-hmm. When they have enough to process and they've got enough awarenesses that they need to go think about it a while and feel into it, then yep. that's when we stop.
0: Wow, what, what kind of work, is there work in between sessions? Like they get done with a session and then do you like say, okay, go write, go journal? Do you, like how do you send them away? What do they do? Often
1: I'll ask them to journal. Uh, often I give them homework. Mm. Uh, I say homework because I used to teach, teach college, so it's kind of a, a word I use, homework. Yeah. But um, just things to start interacting or being more aware of when they're together. Mm. Um, often it's things to be aware of, like how to change your language. Let's put it that way. Mm. Instead of pushing a hot button, mm-hmm. how could you word it in a way that you could receive it if you heard it? Um, if you know, you're getting angry, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to go to different places? Are you going to talk about it? You're going to set it off till tomorrow. Just homework.
0: I like that. I hear this. There's so correct me if I'm wrong. I hear kind of like two pieces. Part of it in the session is that there's healing that happens with the horse and with the partner or whoever, like there's healing that happens. And then there's, that's what, that's what restores. And then there's the homework, which is what sort of helps them change their patterns moving forward. Is that how that works? That's
1: accurate. I mean, every session is different. Yeah. There is no cookie cutter session. So what they might would do would be totally different than another couple because it depends on where they come into the session and what they want to work on. and. Often it's, it's so much more about awarenesses than people realize because when you, when you hear something or you feel something that's been so buried, you weren't even aware of it, there's a shift and it takes a while to get comfortable with that shift. Even though, you know, you want to make that change or you have to make that change, it just takes a while to embrace that.
0: Wow. Wow. I, I just think it's so valuable to have, um, I mean, it's, it's. It's valuable in any context, but I. there's something about the fact that you've had the years you've had in mediation that um, just makes, I'm just glad that you're in my corner. If I'm coming to your, 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 uh, what do you call it, a ranch, your your barn, your stable, where, <laughs> where do I come we if call I come it, see you?
1: We call it a farm. We're on, a farm. We're in the South, so most right. of them are farms, even though they're horse farms.
0: Right, right. We
1: have 186 absolutely gorgeous acres and everybody says, wow, when I was driving in here, it felt serene. And I'm so thankful for that because they drive by a pond and then up through the trees and up to the barn. And I'm hoping that they're leaving whatever was stressful. So they come here with that frame of mind, like yeah. a big breath, you know, like, wow, go to the park for a while.
0: Yeah. ah, oh, that's amazing. How many, um, w- when couples come, um, are they... Do, do you do individual sessions? Do they come together? How does that work?
1: Usually they come together. But again, no one way. I mean, if one party wants to meet with me only, that's fine. That's yeah. absolutely fine. They what you usually find is they're working on different things anyway. Mm. But I'm hopeful that they're common threads that they want to put back together and have it stronger than it was before.
0: What, in, your, in all your work, um, what do you find is like, what, what are the biggest challenges or hurdles to communication? Listening. Mm. Yeah. Instead of
1: just thinking you know it all or thinking you know what the other person really is thinking or saying, mm. uh, not jumping forward to assuming that what they're saying is what you're believing they're saying. That assumption thing kills a lot of things. And not listening. I mean, wow! just being quiet and present is huge. Wow.
0: Would you say that then a lot of this work is about learning to listen?
1: Uh, It's about learning to quiet down a little bit Mm. and decide what you're thankful for and what you really want for yourself what your soul's asking for mm. it's a lot about just quieting down the horses wow. are excellent at getting us to quiet down yeah they kind of demand awareness because they're a lot bigger than we are and if you're not aware yeah it could be uh something you not really want <laughs>
0: yeah i remember as a kid my my aunt had horses she had two horses and i remember you know i was a little little kid at that time uh but i just remember just like it was intimidating in some ways because they were so big um, and they would, you know, snort and, you know, make noises with their noses. And I was just like, was like, ah, can I, I don't want to get too close, but uh, they were super patient. Um, magical, magical, but uh, I love that. They command a lot of respect, I think, for sure well tell me about um i want to make sure we have time to talk about how you work with the horse and the rider because i know that's another niche that you work with so what's the kind of work that you do with the horse and the rider
1: well again my theme is communication because i feel very strongly every horse is an individual just like yeah. every person is an individual they right. might have commonalities but they're different hmm. and they can't talk to us in our language. So we have to become more aware of what they need and how they learn mm. and what they want their social environment to be like. Mm. And Melissa Pierce, that is the Touch By Horse founder, she and I wrote a book together called Equisology. And it's about determining your horse's personality. Mm. So I pretty much go all over the country doing, I just got back from Las Vegas last mm. night, wow. uh, doing clinics with horses and their owners helping them communicate more effectively. So the dream that they have of being that horse that's going to provide all this joy to them can really be that dream that mm. they live that dream. Instead of being frustrated and thinking this horse doesn't get me or the horse feels they don't get them. And
0: mm.
1: it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to share, but it can yeah. also be very frustrating when you're not a good match.
0: Mm. Is, that, uh, is- is it, can you overcome that it's not a good match with the right communication?
1: I think every match can be a match. It's kind of like if you have a child, you might not be totally compatible, Yeah. but you learn how to work together. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at it with horses. I mean, at least give the horse a chance to figure out what do they need and what do you need and then if that's not totally 100% compatible, is the owner willing to change enough to make it work? I mean, wow. we don't give up our kids because we're not perfect. You right, know, we don't give right. them up. So.
0: That's deep. I feel like, because I feel like on, on a lot of levels across the three um, kinds of people you serve, like that's, that's it. Like at the heart of it with couples, it's like, can we is there enough of like figuring out how to work with one another? Same thing in, in a corporate setting or in an organization, like the, the, the chemistry, if you will, between people in an organization can make or break an organization, you know?
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. I love it. I love it. Well, what other, are there other things, other tips, other ideas that you would want to share before we sort of wrap, wrap our conversation.
1: Um, I think with the horses, it's just, Look at them as an individual. I'm going to say that loud and clear. They are an individual. They can't speak our language. So I feel like it's up to us to figure out Mm -hmm. how do we make them comfortable and how do we provide what they need? As far as couples, if you can't communicate, you don't have anything to hold together anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really believe that strongly. So the bottom line for me is figure out how to communicate, whether it's staying together or just being friends later, but at least make it where you don't hate each other. And there's, you put time together. Yeah. When you spend life with somebody, that's time you spent. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a shame to me to feel like that time was wasted. Mm-hmm. So find the good parts about it and still be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as corporate world, if you have to go there to work, make it as comfortable as you can, understand each other best way you can. It's hard enough to work without a lot of friction and anxiety around your job.
0: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding, for sure. I love it. Well, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like communication we, is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but I think there are some nuances to how to really communicate effectively. And when you have tools like sessions with horses and people like you who know how to sort of facilitate that experience, you put yourself in a position to uh, not have to wonder how does the communication work. You can get there a lot faster when you have the help of people like you that do the work that you do. So, um, I know that you put together uh, some tips. You've got tips for each of these categories: um, t- communication tips, right, with horse and rider organizations and couples. Where can right, people go? To, yeah, where can people go to get to get those tips?
1: Just go to my website. It's uh, www.thehorseconnectionllc.com and the website is divided in categories it's easy to find the horse and rider or the couple or the corporate and just go there and i've got some tips that you can use with absolutely no obligation and you can print them down you can download them whatever and i just hope they'll help you
0: perfect the horse connection llc.com Great. And, it, and also, if people want to reach out to you and uh, talk to you more about how you might be able to help them in uh, their life, whether it's organizations, horse and rider, or couples, um, I'm assuming that they can reach out to you and talk to you to see if there's a fit for working with you. Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. I mean, on my website, I have my mobile number and there, there's also an email address there. They can obviously email me. Um, I usually reply within 24 hours. I check it real regularly. So perfect. any questions perfect. they have, I welcome them. And I'll reply myself.
0: Awesome. Carolyn, thanks for your time today. Thanks for sharing this work with the world. Uh, I love, I'm love. i loving this as I learn more and more about what this work is. I'm just loving the, the transformation that it creates. So thank you for bringing this to the world. And um, until I see you next time, take care.
1: Thank you so much.